One take Thursday for the podcast. I love it. Do you think we can do this without any edits? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you, for, well, serious question. Do you think it would be a bit tone deaf if we just didn't acknowledge what's happening in the world right now? I, I, know, I know this really bugs you when you listen to a show and it's a show about something that isn't about what's happening in the world and they bring in what's happening in, in the world. Yeah, it drives me crazy when it feels like it's shoehorned in. But yeah. that said, who knows what's going to happen in the next week or few days. Yeah. So it's probably best to just say where the world's at right now <laughs> so that we're not out of context. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're all happy now... <laughs> And things have gone... Who knows? Who knows? Uh, We'll just say we're recording this at 6.21 p.m. on Thursday, November 5th, day three of Election Day in the United States, day whatever of Corona, and this is becoming better. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better human being. I'm the host of this show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 38, The Phone Challenge. The Phone Challenge. I'm surprised you didn't make fun of my intro. You always oh, make fun of my okay. intro. okay. I've gotten used to it at this point. Okay. How corny they are. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, shutter. Yes, <laughs> shutter for sure. So, tell us about the challenge. We we gave a kind of uh, a little bit of uh, time at the end of the last episode. I sent out um, a, a newsletter update as well at the beginning of this week that we're recording on about what the challenge is about. Uh, tell us about it. How it went for you too. All right. So the challenge. If you didn't make it to the end of the last episode or don't get Chris's emails, the challenge was to make it as long as possible without charging your phone again. And a whole bunch of people emailed us. and That's awesome. So if you participated, right on. I hope it went really well. Um, but for me, uh, I, my phone normally lasts about two days without a charge. And oh, I did have to do you. a control test because I don't really charge my phone consistently. I just kind of put it on one of the chargers whenever I think about it and it's almost dead. Yeah, we've, we've got a few lying around that house like little wireless pads here and there so when we're on the couch or whatever we'll just put our phone on it and not really think about it the rest of the time yeah and because my phone lasts so long i don't have to think about doing it like every night before i go to bed for example so i did figure out it lasts almost exactly 48 hours with regular Mm. use on the first time i tried to extend the life of it it lasted two and a half days which is not that much but i was having some insomnia at the time so i was listening to a lot of audiobooks or audio or podcasts when i was trying to sleep so when I was sleeping okay, it lasted three and a half days oh. when I did the experiment again. So three and a half days. I was pretty pumped about that. Not bad. Yeah, the first day around, I, well, I have a little phone compared to your massive phone over oh, there. My big, uh, stupid phone. Yeah, your big, stupid phone. <laughs> I, I, I got just a little guy, the, the iPhone uh, 11 Pro. So the smaller one, you got the, the big iPhone 11. Um, last Not year. Pro. Not yeah, so pro. Not pro, but you can tell last year was a good year for us. We both got a new phone. Uh, the first time I made it two and a half days in, which I was pretty happy about, kind of minimizing use, uh, making the phone less appealing to use by turning on a few modes that we'll talk about in a little bit in the in the more tactical uh, section. Uh, I tried it again after that, like with great ambitions to to let, to use this thing as little as possible, leaving it in the other room. Uh, I made it just two days that time around, uh, but I did have work calls that I couldn't move over to 
to other things like Zoom or Skype or whatever it is, FaceTime, people are using right now. How long does your phone normally last? Usually a day, honestly. One day? Yeah, well, at the end of the day, I'm usually kind of hovering around 20 to 30%, uh, and that's largely because of the work calls, uh, but it's Mm -hmm. also a lot of just kind of stupid stuff, too. Interesting. And I should say, this is huge for me, because I used to have an Mm -hmm. SE. I had the SE for what? four years and that would die after like four hours so having a phone the iphone se oh yeah sorry the iphone se and it would die so quickly but i was so attached to it so having a phone that can now last three and a half days is kind of revolutionary well the iphone se was the size of a uh, of a triple a battery of course it didn't have much of a it had the same weight too but anyway we're not talking about phones like the technical aspects of the phones we're talking about how you can make it last longer so how did you make it last two and a half days well, here's one of the interesting things about this experiment. There, there's a theory out there. Um, it was popularized by Clayton Christensen, the late Clayton Christensen. He, uh, he came up with the innovator's dilemma and also a little-known theory that he had called the jobs-to-be-done theory, uh, which essentially says that every product we buy should do a job for us. We, like, we, we hire products to do things for us by bringing them into our life and by kind of voting for them with with the money that we have. So we hire Kleenex so that we can blow our nose. We hire Uber Eats so that we can order takeout when we're watching election coverage. We we hire something like Open Table comes to mind during normal times to book a table at a restaurant. If you want to find a partner, you might hire Match.com or, or Tinder, depending on what kind of partner you want to find. But we, we hire our phone to do different sort of jobs for us. And, and, and there, there are just so many that come to mind. I was thinking about them uh, in preparing the episode. There's My phone, for me, is an alarm clock. It's a camera. It's a timepiece. It's a GPS navigator. Remember when people used to have dedicated Garmin GPS navigator? It's a video game console. It's an email machine. It's a, it's a news paper. It's a boarding pass. It's, a, it's an iPod. I, s- sound like a, I sound like I'm pitching the original iPhone kind of, but it's a radio. <laughs> it's a date book. It's a map. It's a compass. It's everything. And so uh, on some level, it's not really a surprise that we spend so much time on our phone when you look at all the jobs we hire it to do. And this was a big realization that I had in doing this experiment, was that these jobs, we can do them on other devices. So video game console, for an example. You, you can do that on your computer, your tablet. You can do it on your TV and Apple TV. Um, messaging. You can do messages on other platforms as well. And so that was something I, I noticed I had to actively combat against. Um, I'm not sure if I was 100% successful at that, but I think I was somewhat successful at realizing when I was just kind of replacing the time that I spent on my phone by spending it on something else. Yeah, that's really not in the spirit of what you're trying to do here, right? I mean, like the whole idea of spend less time on your phone, that's a metric. And yeah, you can always, people will respond to incentives. So if the incentive is to spend less time on your phone, you're going to respond to that by just spending more time on your computer if you're not thoughtful. Um, So I think when I was doing this, I think the big thing for me was thinking through how I, what I actually want to use my phone for. And the big ones were like working out and talking on the phone. 
And when I did that, a lot of the audio content that I tend to follow, like audiobooks or whatever, that kind of was downgraded to a lower priority item. And I just mm. spent a lot less time. The big one was not listening to music when I work uh, and just listening to silence huh. instead. My computer tends to not connect to my headphones properly if I'm listening to music <laughs> for whatever reason. So I have to use my phone and I just cut that out entirely. So yeah, that was a, a thing, I think something I was mindful of. Yeah. And you know, I, I recall a while back, I did an experiment where I used my phone for just half an hour a day for a month. And the results of that one were far, far uh, more illuminating than this one, because in the, in the short time, you have these jobs that other things can do for you. Uh, but in the longer run, and I, I would encourage folks to keep going with this experiment, if at all you possibly can. Um, I, I did a, a talk that's on YouTube uh, around that other experiment, kind of, because it, it was the impetus for a lot of research that I ended up conducting for, for a second book I put out. The, the talk on YouTube is called How to Get Your Brain to Focus if you want to search for it. Uh, but essentially, in doing a, a bit of research for that talk, I, I uncovered there's this kind of novelty bias in our mind, uh, whereby for every new and novel thing we direct our attention at, we get a hit of dopamine because we directed our attention at that thing. We, uh, we, I don't know, we use Twitter, we get a hit of dopamine, we bounce over to email, we get another hit. Uh, we check Instagram, we get another hit. I think this is one of those reasons that there's such a backlash against this technology uh, because our brains are wired in a way that we lose a lot of time on our devices because of this novelty bias. But it, it, there are ways that we, we can kind of stimulate our mind in a different way. You know, we, we tend to look at our phone as one of the more stimulating things that we spend time on. Um, you know, but there are countless ways to stimulate our, our mind. Some savory, some unsavory. There's unsavory ones, booze, caffeine, ordering takeout. Most of the unsavory things that we do to stimulate our mind exist on our phone, though. But there's kind of a calm stimulation that we can replace this time with, uh, engaging in analog hobbies, even something like meditation to, to destimulate our mind a bit. Uh, engaging in conversations, connecting with people are all more rewarding and less kind of shallow than the phone time that we have. Cool. So what helped you during this experiment? Now, we should, we should say that there's kind of an initial adjustment that you experience and, you know, you might feel a bit anxious. So that's worth keeping uh, tabs on because it's kind of a withdrawal that we experience when we, when we use our devices less. But how did, how did you kind of cope through that? Or did you experience it even? Yeah, I might actually push back on that a little hmm. bit because I think when you're using your phone a little more intentionally, you're probably, you could maybe feel a little less anxious actually. And that's what happened with me. And I know I definitely, not that I was feeling a lot of anxiety around my phone or anything, but yeah. I think it was just a little more relaxed and calm when you're not checking it all the time or using it for things that you may not need to fill your time with. Um, so I think I, I had the opposite effect, actually. So where I, I think th the disconnect is what we do on our phones, where I'm checking yeah. the news and you're, you're <laughs> looking at puppy videos or whatever. Yeah, and I think 
I have, I should caveat this. Like I may not be the perfect example of who should benefit from something like this because I do think I have pretty good phone habits where, um, especially after, I think when the new iOS came out, I was really, really thoughtful about how I set up my phone and how, how so? I just basically, the layout of the phone really steers me towards things that I'm really happy Let's to spend my time on. take a look at your phone on. screen right now, your, ho- your home <laughs> screen. Now I have oh, a face no. on your phone uh, <laughs> so I can unlock it and do whatever I want on it. I can text people. Wait, why isn't it working? Maybe I took your face off. No! Here, <laughs> I'm pointing it at your face. Did it? Oh, yeah, it worked. Okay, so at the very top of the screen, we have a calendar. All right, we have a friend coming over. On the left side, the left side is entirely taken up by widgets. So you have your workout, history for the day, and the weather. Now, on the right side, there's some... Apps, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight apps on your home screen and four in the dock. And the ones on the home screen, phone, safari, music, a meditation timer, insight timer, <laughs> Duolingo, which is where you learn languages, the economist in two folders, messages, and books. And in your dock, you have some very wholesome, savory applications. <laughs> you have the health app, you have uh, practice better, which I think is how you upload your food logs, messages, and notes. This is not very stimulating. You, you don't have social media on here. But I don't even have any social media apps on my phone. Wow. I also have buried work apps that would maybe cause me anxiety. They don't usually because I love my work, but um, even those apps where people are like, you should put your work apps separately. I, those are in a folder that are hidden in another page. Now, what do you think of my home screen? It's too noisy. Oh, Oof, oh it's gross. noisy already. And my, my <laughs> listeners, I, I don't even have... A, a wallpaper. It's just a black background yeah. that I, I will say this is probably more wholesome or oh. ho- more relaxing than a, a lot of my friends' phones. Okay. I mean, it has activity or fitness on the top with some camera, also a meditation app, the same meditation app. Hey. What a coincidence. Insight time. Um, and then you've also got, also for the record, we did not plan on doing this. This is a very winging it moment. But, um, and then Th- you this have- is, Listeners, this is really bugging Arden because- we veered off of the the outline for this episode. <laughs> My secret is is now no longer safe. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he's also got some notes, a whole bunch of. I didn't know you had this many apps on HomeKit stuff. We he has yeah. seven apps on Home stuff in a folder. Oh yeah, baby! I didn't even know we. Ha- I barely have the Home app. So anyway, uh, you've also got stuff on Data, which is seems a little generic, but it looks like it's got like your fo- a folder on data and has your phone carrier and pages and numbers and stuff. Yeah, nobody cares about that. And then you've got money and then you've got social. Oh. Which is probably a little stressful for yeah. you because you can get a little sucked in. But yeah. And then you got photos. And right now it's a photo of me. Oh, really? What, what? Oh, it's a photo of us. Yeah, the, the social uh, folder, the, the impetus behind that was I, I kind of, when they were on the home screen on my phone, I would just kind of tab into the randomly throughout the day automatically. But the fact that they're in uh, a folder, uh, which is sometimes called distractions, uh, but is now called social. It's called distractions when I want to resist these things. Um, but it's kind of an extra step. And it's not much of an extra step, right? You tap twice to, to go to an app instead of once. But it's a reminder 
uh, to use my phone with a bit more awareness. And I did make a few modifications to the phone uh, during this particular experiment. And uh, we heard from from listeners, from readers uh, of my newsletter, of of the blog, on the different modes that they were going to enable, because there are some kind of low-hanging ways that we can make our phone's battery last a bit longer. Some of them in the spirit of of the challenge, (laughs) and some of them not so much. Yeah, the first few we have here, I think, are a little more technology-based hacks, yeah. which are less like fundamental ways of getting more time out of your phone. And these would include things like grayscale mode or um, turning your phone onto airplane mode when you're not using it. Do not disturb is another really good feature, but I use that all the time. Mm. So not just when we were doing this challenge, I use it constantly, uh, and, and as well as low power mode, which is also available even when you're not almost about to have your battery die. Yeah, and it actually makes your battery last a lot longer. Uh, and you know, a couple things to highlight with these: uh, do not disturb mode. Have it on a schedule. Most most phones allow. Do you schedule it? Yeah, but I think it almost always ends up just being always on. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's it's usually always on, and I have it off after eight. Um, if I don't put my phone on airplane mode past that time, which shuts off all the wireless radios on the phone, uh, do not disturb mode, of course, blocks notifications. Low power mode shuts off a lot of background ground processing of things. I don't know if it's a feature on Android, but it might be. Uh, grayscale mode is the one that may be worth highlighting. You're right; it is kind of a a, a technical. Hack. It's more of the one of the hackier things on this list of things that we tried that that listeners tried. Uh, but essentially, it just fo- turns your phone screen black and white, which makes it's kind of like okay, who cares? It's a nice hack, but whatever. But a lot of different applications use color psychology that lead us to spend more time in applications. Uh, so you may, may have heard stories about how a company like Yahoo or YouTube or I think this is a story that involved Yahoo when they were actually competing in, in more social media things. Um, I, or it might have been Google, actually, with Marissa Mayer, who later went on to run Yahoo, where they A-B tested thousands of different shades of red to find the one that led people to most optimally uh, click on it or tap on it. <laughs> and news websites crank up the saturation of colors of photos. So we keep refreshing. Who wants to go to CNN.com or NYTimes.com uh, and find this dull kind of washed out, boring picture. We want to see that exciting, high-saturated um, high saturated picture. Um, and so enabling these modes, you know, the grayscale mode, I find that it cuts the amount of time I spend on my phone in about half, honestly. Uh, it seems like a stupid hack on the surface, but depending on what you use your phone for originally, that could almost serve as a bridge uh, to using it less. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't do the grayscale mode thing because I think I don't use my phone enough to Mm -hmm. make that really helpful. It almost just makes my phone less pleasant. So, yeah, um, well, that's, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I don't, I don't think it's enough of a draw for me to, it's not helping any problems that I have at least. And for a lot of people it would. So yeah, not to say you should try it. You should definitely try it. Um, Give it a shot. But a big thing I think you should, I mean, the, the root of this is just spend time, less time on screens, period. 
right? Yeah. Like just be thoughtful of how much time you actually need or want to spend on your phone or any other device. I mean, not just your yeah. phone. This is more bigger picture than that, right? So, um, and one easy way to do that is just don't keep it around. I mean, everybody's yeah. heard that tip, like keep it in another room or whatever. Um, but I mean, I do that all the time. I usually leave my phone in another room when I'm working. So, or when I just want to spend time with friends, that's another big one. These things don't apply just when you're working. It also applies when you're with friends because if you want to spend good time with your friends or quality time with the people in your life, you should you should do that. Yeah, and that goes back to the whole jobs to be done theory where if you don't limit the amount of time you spend on screens in general, forget about just your phone. You know, if you if you just pick up your laptop if your phone's in the other room, it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Uh, and so I, I think keeping like I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. The stimulation, the digital stimulating world, we don't just have access to our phone. That's the 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 screen, the computer that's always with us. Uh, but there's other ones that we can kind of bring along with us, like a tablet or or a laptop, especially when we're at home. And it's important to kind of lower that level of stimulation overall. Uh, one <laughs> one of the hackiest things, uh, there's a, there's something called a case safe. Have you heard of this thing? I have never heard of or seen this before. <clears throat> I, feel this like, <laughs> I feel I actually need this um, for, for food. It's, it's spelled K-S-A-F-E. And what you can do is you can lock things inside and set a timer on the top. Uh, so if you just bake some cookies <laughs> or something uh, or something along those lines, you can put the cookies inside, set a timer for three hours, and you can't possibly get in before that. So you can put your phone <laughs> in this thing. If, if you are really have uh, having willpower challenges, there's, uh, there's uh, transparent ones and opaque ones. And I can see in an image on the website here, there's, uh, there's a, a picture with a phone in it with a timer on the top that says five hours, 28 minutes. So they, they kind of cover this exact challenge. But Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you really could use that when you're eating, when we have potato chips in the house. Yeah, <laughs> chips, cookies, uh, anything that isn't healthy, basically. And, and another thing that I think is worth tuning into that... Uh, you know, there, there's a phenomenon. Have have we talked about email apnea on the show yet? I don't think so. So this is a phenomenon that people often experience uh, right before they check email. They're kind of like sleep apnea, where you wake up out of breath, holding your breath even. Um, sometimes when we check email, this phenomenon has been observed where we're breathless when we're checking it. Um, Gloria Market, who's an attention researcher, who, whose work I love and informs a lot of what I write about, uh, she, she studied this phenomenon where our heart rate variability goes down and so we get more stressed, in other words, uh, when we check email more often. Uh, we can observe our shoulders kind of tightening and realize we need to drop them before we check email. We uh, can observe this shortness of breath. I think an exact same thing is true with the apps on our phone. Uh, You know, I don't know if you've ever been on Instagram or Snapchat and you've accidentally swiped over to the wrong screen and the selfie cameras fired up, Arden. And uh, we never really have an ear-to-ear grin on our face when this this activates. We often have this kind of zoned out look of stimulation, uh, a stimulated (laughs) mind. And this is something that's worth highlighting, especially if your phone is more like mine compared to Arden's and it's more full of (laughs) news things and and things of that nature. And it's not the nice, quiet, calm, serene screen that Arden might have. Um, You're just jealous. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Notice how apps make you feel. Uh, If you're finding your 
self become a bit more stressed, even if you're on something as wholesome as Instagram is, or as uh, stimulating as something like Twitter or Facebook or, or email, YouTube are. Uh, you know, just because something is stimulating doesn't mean that it makes us happy, and it can even affect how we feel. I think we already kind of alluded to this when I was talking about how I was pretty thoughtful when I set up my new phone setup. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have apps like Twitter or YouTube on my phone at all. Um, and I definitely don't access them through like Safari or anything. So, I mean, just making your phone and even just your general life a more relaxing place. That's your hippie Arden's hey. <laughs> advice for the week. Hippie Arden's <laughs> corner. <laughs> there you go. Yeah? Yeah. Can we sure. make that a thing? Sure. Okay, spinoff podcast coming up. Uh, <laughs> another one is uh, if you're right right now. So I, I have this kind of struggle within me almost because for decades I've loved following U.S. politics because it's been exciting. It's been invigorating. Sometimes your person wins, sometimes they lose, uh, and, and you know the race is so fun to watch. The, right now. I don't know if you've noticed, Arden, but it's not the happiest and most wholesome of places, you know, this this idea of American politics. And uh, one, one thing that's helped me a bit with making the news a bit more palatable is getting alerts from just one source. So you don't have to continually check. Uh, it's the continually checking of things that often takes way more attention than it does time and it prevents us from becoming immersed in anything. So, you know, this might be a uniquely crazy time right now, but getting alerts from just one source and really being thoughtful about the alerts that you get because every notification that interrupts you is also a reminder that this whole digital world exists and is within your grasp at any moment. Come join me in the no notification life. Yeah. I get notifications for pretty much nothing. The only thing I think I get a notification for is a phone call. Yeah. And I'm pretty well the same way uh, where I I get text notifications, but the phone never vibrates or makes a sound. And yeah, it's it's a nice place. Nice. I think really though, all of this comes down to this idea of just being intentional, right? What do you actually want to consume? I mean, we've yeah. talked about this so many times on the podcast. <laughs> people are probably starting to think we're a broken record. Nah. But I mean, no, I mean, really like thinking about what you want to use your phone and all of your screen devices for. And this is true of everything. Just be intentional about how you, what you want to consume. Yeah. I mean, when I start, when I was thinking, what do I, what can I drop or how can I make the battery of my life last as long as possible without having all of these little hacky things in place because I didn't do grayscale mode or anything like that. It really came down to like, what do I actually want to use from my phone? And that kind of came down to, I should maybe listen to less music and be more focused Mm. when I'm working or, um, yeah, just stuff like that. Right. So, or maybe I don't need to check my health kit app 20 million times a day, (laughs) or maybe I have, um, just shorter phone calls with friends that day or whatever. I love Um, how the app you mentioned as the one that you check often throughout the day is the health app. Yeah, I know. Nothing wow. changes in your health like hmm. daily. I just I think it's like a bit of, I just love all the it's data. It's not Twitter that you refresh. 
It's no. not Instagram. <laughs> you don't have Facebook. It's health. The health app. Well, because, okay, throughout the day, I'm what? like meditating, I'm working out, wow. I'm sleeping, I have all these sources of data. <laughs> and so it's just very exciting do you to think see all the data. Do you think you're a part of this, what, what are these people called, Qu- quantified self? Oh my gosh, I'm 100% wow. one of those people. That's you. Yeah. Wow. I literally, the other day, I like did, uh, we don't need to go into this, but I did a whole bunch of analysis of like how I spend my time and wow. how that like correlates with different pieces of how I spend my time. It was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but I won't go into that because nobody will want to be my friend. So well, I, I kind of want to <laughs> hear, but maybe that's for another, uh, yeah, quantifying yeah. yourself episode of, of becoming better. It's pretty fun. So a way we've been ending episodes uh, lately is, you know, this is a show that comes out every couple of weeks. And as such, it's nice to have something to think about in between in addition uh, to the tactics, to the strategies we talk about. And so we've been ending each show with an idea to think about. And given the time right now is so turbulent, who knows? It, it could calm right after we record this. We could be at the the zenith of of turbulence, but somehow a part of me doesn't think so. And I've been thinking a lot about the idea of anxiety and calm lately, especially as it relates to to the other kind of passion of mine, you could say productivity, and how these ideas are related to one another. We're living through such an anxious time. And so one thing I want to leave you with is this connection between these three ideas that in this uh, time that we're in right now, a time as anxious as this one, uh, the path to greater productivity often runs straight through calm, right? Anxiety and a busy mind, they can cloud our focus, our thinking, and our judgment. And so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, you know, the, it's, it's so critical during a turbulent time to keep tabs on what's happening, but it's also important to keep tabs on what's happening to you. Uh, there was a, a study done after the Boston Marathon bombings that I remember very, very vividly. And the, the study essentially exposed participants to six hours of negative news. Um, so the, the researchers examined two groups of people. The first group of people were those exposed to the six hours of negative news. The second group of people were runners in the actual marathon. And what they found was that those who consumed that level of negative news were more likely to develop PTSD than somebody who was in the marathon and personally affected by it. And we talked a lot today about the information we consume, especially as it relates to our phone. But I think this bigger picture is so critical to keep in mind, especially right now, that the state of our attention determines the state of our lives. And so notice what you're doing to your attention as you consume this information and also how much of it actually directly affects you. Uh, There's a lot going on right now, and most of it is very, very important, but not all of it might affect you directly. So something to keep in mind. Nice. Cool. So finishing up, becomingbettershow.com is where you can find the corresponding blog article for this episode. Hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you in a couple of Tuesdays. Bye.